With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 2 of Layers of Nothing. Uh, my name is Keyshawn, joined together by At the Big Irv himself. Irving Medina, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. It's been a well. Do you like at the Big Irv or Hispanic Heartthrob better? You know, this is the first time I've even asked this, and it's really kind of you. <laughs> I'd say so at the Big Irv. At the Big Irv. Yeah, there are other Hispanic Heartthrobs. I'm not the only Hispanic Heartthrob there. Like who? Um, the guy but, who dated Demi Lovato. Sure. Oh, you're Wilbur about Valderrama. Oh, him? Yeah. yeah, he used to be. Uh, back in when he hosted Yo Mama, he hosted that show. Uh, Yo Mama? I, like the yeah, you never watched that show no. Yo Mama? No, it's just like Yo Mama contest. Like oh, I think like, it was like Yo on, Mama so yeah. Bad that, really, he was in that show. He ho- he was the host. That's weird. Yeah, I don't. He was also the voice of Handy Manny, I think. That's right. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. He was. That was like his his stepping stone into that. Yo Mama then Handy Manny. <laughs> like level up. I feel like, yeah, Yo Mama's definitely lesser tier than Handy Manny. Yo Mama has no like redeeming values to that. <laughs> Whereas Handy Manny, you're actually like learning something. What are you learning? What have you learned from Handy Manny? I didn't watch Handy Manny that much. Doesn't he like teach you how to do stuff? I think he just teaches you how to be kind and he has some tools. I mean, that's... That talk. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he's talking tools. It's... Oh, well, yeah, um... Well, today we're going to talk about the seminal film Your Name or Kimi no Nawa in Japanese. Um, so I've watched this like three or four times already, but they're all in English because I only watch English. Uh, and I've watched this three times, today being the last time uh, I watched it. The first two times were in Spanish because it was when I was studying abroad in Mexico, it was on the Netflix there, but only in Spanish uh, dub. And I just watched it with uh, Jap- in Japanese today with English subtitles. Nice, nice. So, yeah. like, what are your, like, first... Like, when you first saw it, what was your, like, immediate reactions to it? It was just nice to look at. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are, like, at points I remember... It's like reading a book. Like, you're just looking at the words. I was just looking at, like, the pictures, not really paying attention oh, yeah. to what was uh, going on. But, yeah, it was good. It's funny. It was funny. And... I think they like threw that seasoning in there of the funniness when like things are serious as well. Uh, so yeah, it was. I think it was just well balanced like the story. There are some things that like I needed to check on. I asked you after I watched it. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, like asking for clarifications. But yeah, it's just a really. It was a really visually pleasing movie, and that's what struck me the first time. I think. Mm-hmm. Did you like understand most of it when you first saw? Because you saw it in Spanish, so you probably understood, right? Yeah, I mean, I understood almost all of it I think regardless if like what language you watched it in there's just some story things that like you're just like what the first time yeah 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 uh, so just like the fact that they were spoilers like switching bodies is that a spoiler no it's that's just a like plot. the whole premise yeah. of it cause <laughs> you can tell like from like the first 10 minutes 
um, but yeah it's like why they were switching bodies and everything mm. uh and then sometimes remembering who was who at the time oh, like yeah, sometimes yeah. i feel like that wasn't always clear uh, and so like oh yeah if they have like their voices are different because like you can tell like when um taki the male protagonist is in mitsuha's body the female protagonist um her voice she's the same voice actor but her voice is a little bit lower and then vice versa when Mitsuha's in taki's body uh his voice is more like feminine and higher pitched did you notice that yeah was it was it like uh that because in the english version it's very like obvious so was it that obvious in different languages um not really um but what did help is like the what was it mitsuha's hair when taki was in it like that was different yeah it was a little messier and i don't think he had the ribbon yeah he oh. didn't have the ribbon and and yeah so that also gave it away yes yeah. he had like when he was in her body she had like a ponytail and then one time it was just like messy yeah. like the first time they switched yeah they i like those cues it was really like i didn't find it that confusing to notice them like who they were at each time probably because the english actors were really really good and i like read an interview where they were like coaching each other on how to act when they were switched places, like the actors themselves. Oh, shoot, that's so, like, cool. They went in all to make sure that everything was like clear and stuff. Yeah. So when I first watched mm-hmm. it, uh, it this is like a movie that takes like multiple viewings to like understand everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Because like the first time you watch it, and sometimes uh, this after you watch it for the first time, you and you know what's gonna happen at the end. You can like look out for things and then realize why certain things are the way they are. Uh, and then there's like a lot of foreshadow throughout to like tell like when it's eventually that they're clear that the one thing that has the big catastrophic event, no spoilers yet, um, is going to happen and when it does happen, like why it happened. And okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, we want to do like some non-spoiler stuff first. Um, Just to go through generally, how's the story for you? You know, the main plot line is really good. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I really liked it and I think it just like went well with like, again, like the visuals, like, looking at it now like on on this huge screen like it's just it's just standing out even more but one thing that that always peeved me was them trying to just like shove in that thing about like the drama between her and her father and her mother like that little backstory i felt like it just felt out of place with the rest of the plot like oh, yeah. i guess it kind of like explained like why he didn't listen to her uh-huh. um it, towards the end of the movie uh, yeah. when they're trying to evacuate everyone but I just felt like that was kind of out of place uh, there and but like that's that's my one complaint about honestly about the story like yeah yeah it, it I think because really um, there's a reason for that because um, after like watching it so many times you kind of I, I kind of realized why that was stuck in there but that's like more spoilers so we'll get into that later and so yeah I think the story was pretty good um, it's pretty typical it's like a coming of age story but the twist is that they are switching bodies and both like learning about each other. And it's a love story in the end. Yeah. I like the way there's a lot of like when you're starting to understand what's going on and there's another twist and then you start to understand after that twist and there's another twist and it keeps going. So that keeps your attention. So I really like that part of it. Yeah. There's something that my phone professor, uh, last semester said that, it, like every 15 minutes there has to be something that like grabs your attention yeah. and I think this does it really well uh, um, like it just builds it up builds it up and it's not like a twist that just like ruined but like forgets about the first thing like it I think it builds on top of each other and it's really essential to the storyline too mm-hmm. uh, everything building on top of each other cause 
in the in the there's that moment where they say like like it's leading up to this one moment where Taki realizes something and then it's like whoa and then things start to like unfold from there yeah 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 and so we touched on the visuals earlier um the visuals it's probably the most beautiful do you think like animated movie you've seen like in terms of like anime Pokemon 2000 was pretty good <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 I'll, I'll go with this one that that's been a while but yeah this one is really just really well animated there's so many details like I can't imagine how long it must have taken the uh, the animators to mm-hmm. and the artists just to like design everything like yeah there's like, all the like scenery and not just the scenery like scenery looks like photorealistic at times mm-hmm and because all the places in the movie are based on real life yeah I've seen the, so like seen the comparison, comparison yeah yeah and it's like dang it looks better than real life and then all the characters look really good and yeah there's just something like all the colors too the specific color palette like especially when um, you know like twilight happens and all those like purples yeah. and oranges those are really good and a lot of this uh, director is Makoto Shinkai and a lot of his movies all of his movies are like really really greatly animated and a lot of his movies also touch on like teenage romances, so like everyone's like, "Who hurt you, Makoto Shinkai?" <laughs> he's like the John Green of yeah. anime yeah, movies, yeah. and it's like, "Who hurt you?" Like he's, it's always about like the one that got away, or like these love stories that don't uh, pan out. There's just one, a uh, really sad one called Five Centimeters Per Second. It's a love story. Uh, it just follows the same character, but like throughout different phases of his life, like kind of like boyhood, but shorter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends this one like girl he liked, and then just their circumstances led them to like not being able to be together. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, to check that out. That one's really good, and also the Garden of Words. That yeah. one's like, that's like visually, it's like well, like the story is like you get confused a little bit. Like that doesn't make sense, but yeah, you told me about that one. I still haven't. Uh... Still haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. and then the soundtrack for that one's also really good. There's a lot of pianos, yeah, really nice. And speaking of soundtrack, like, what do you think of the sound for this one? Like both like uh, voicing and like music. I think it was really good. Like, like I felt like it mixed like some of the type of like the typical sounds when you think of like anime, yeah. like characters. I don't want to do anything because I'm bad at impressions, but. Uh, but yeah, it's so like it added like comedic effect. Sometimes it's really serious. Um, I just feel like that the melodrama, like it just added to to the story and like to the characters, uh, which I really liked about the voicing. And like like you were mentioning, just like the, those subtle switches mm-hmm. with uh, when one character's in the other body, uh, just how they they speak. Like I think it really added uh, an essential element to just making it happen. Like this scene right now, just like. Taki being Mitsuha and Taki's body um, seeing uh, Tokyo for yeah, the first Tokyo time Tokyo for the first oh, yeah, time yeah. the like, song that plays here the, it's like a piano thing and it feels like wonderful and magical yeah like exactly. you're discovering a whole entire new place so I think again the, mu- the music just like adds a, an awesome element to it and also just like like the little montage scenes as well just like switching it up so it's not all just instrumental there's some there's some like Rock, I guess you would call it. Yeah, it's it. rock. The, the band that made this is called um, Radwimps, and they're like a Japanese rock band. So they did everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's my favorite scene. Oh, yeah, when they um, talk, Mitsuha's in Taki's body, and Mitsuha thinks he sh- he's a girl, and then <laughs> it's really confused. And then the, the faces uh, Taki's friends make is funny. 
Side note: We're we're watching it right now <laughs> <Yeah>. as <laughs> as we're recording this. So when I'm referencing seeing it on the big screen, that's what we're that's what we're mm-hmm. talking about right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. For me, the sound is probably one of the best parts because um, the soundtrack, uh, all the pianos are really it's mostly piano and uh, subtle orchestra orchestrations because like the violin and like like there's really like emotional, heart wrenching moments like. Uh, soundtrack really complements those and then like you said the like the montage when there's like those rock music with actual lyrics it works well and then I don't know if you and there's also an opening in this movie which is really weird yeah. for a movie but I think it worked well because because first of all it was the song was good and then it was also entertaining to watch that and it wasn't like it was just a song at times it was the song and then like the characters would come over like when they're explaining the rules that they set yeah. um like they're still they're speaking over the song, but it's still a montage. I think that that's just really well done, uh, really creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice that um, the opening song where it's uh, the very first where they're doing all the credits and stuff mm-hmm. song, and then when they meet uh, at at the end uh, during Twilight is it's the same song, but it's just the non vocals orchestration slow version of it. I so did it's, not. It's really really good. Well, like something that. I don't know why it took me so long to notice to seeing it right here is that that opening scene is like the scene like at the end like yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like I didn't I didn't realize that until just now uh, yeah you're talking about the very opening when they're adults yeah when they're adults yeah yeah and then it basically repeats the same thing but adds a little bit more at the end mm-hmm. yeah that's why in my mind when I first when I like saw it the second time I was like maybe uh, I was trying to make up my own lore and it's like maybe like one that because it ends right before they see each other the beginning and then I was like oh maybe this is whole like a flashback of them actually like remembering everything that happened and then at the end it's because like right after they meet they remember everything and then they're like oh I know you but I don't really know you kind yeah. of thing I like it reminded me of like the ending of season two of Master of None I was just like oh yeah when yeah, is but, this taking place yeah, yeah. okay cool yeah uh, we should delve into like spoiler territory because I like I like all the intricacies intricacies behind yeah. this and like all the little like tidbits that you don't know at first and then you later know. Did you catch like like the the whole like theme of this story is like musubi, which means like union, mm-hmm. and how everything is connected. And so like Mitsuha, it's weird because the timeline is like a circle because like Mitsuha meets Taki like three years before. Taki meets Mitsuha yeah. but but she meets him because she had those uh, dreams and visions of him so it's like a like a rival kind of where like time is not linear yeah. it goes around in a circle so it's like we don't really know like how it started but like Musubi and like the red in like Japanese culture there's like a thing of like uh, the red string of fate where like everyone is like destined to be with someone and it's like a red string invisible red string and then this one's like they're taking it literally literally here because uh, they have the red cord yeah yeah and when uh Mitsu, like gives it to taki three years in the past that's like what starts everything and their connection and when his boss or whatever the manager at his workplace like when they're going to uh going on like that when they're trying to figure out what's happening um yeah. Like she, she points out that like he has it wrapped around his uh, wrist, wrist and everything, and like I, I just think, like I, up to that point, I don't think the audience realizes it as well that it's on his wrist. Or, yeah, I did um, notice. And and yeah, I, I just think that it plays into where 
to where the characters don't know and the audience doesn't know and that's that's not always done like to create like kind of suspense like you give the audience a little bit more information uh than the characters know mm-hmm. um and in that little that little scene just like figuring out what's happening i think that's that's something really cool about it mm-hmm. yeah we should go over the plot real quick Sure. Um, you, you do that because oh, you've hard. seen it a lot better. It's hard. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just gonna look at the Wikipedia article yeah, yeah, and do, just do, do, like do. paraphrase it. So basically, there's this girl named Mitsuo Miyumizu who lives in the town of Itamori, which is like outside of. Uh, it's like out in the boonies, <laughs> in like some mountainous area. Um, and she's like very like unhappy with her life because she's. It's like a very traditionalist culture, and she just wants to like go to Tokyo and be part of the big city life. Um, and then one day she begins like randomly switching bodies with a dude named Taki who lives in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's living, he's living the life that she wants and, um, they, they're switching bodies and they realize that and they begin to like leave notes for each other so that they can like realize who they are and like what's going on. And then, uh, when Mitsuo helps Taki like get a date with his coworker, uh, Miss Okudera, Mm. And yeah, and then Taki causes Mitsuo to become become popular in school because who of because he when he's in her body, uh, she's like more spontaneous and aggressive, and it's funny. And then later, as uh, Taki, while in Mitsuo's body, uh, is going out with her grandma to leave uh, this alcohol called Kuchikamizake, which is like sake but made by chewing rice and spitting it out, mm-hmm. and they do that and they're going out into this shrine uh, as an offering to like the shrine gods um, because that shrine is believed to like represent uh, the body of a village guardian god who like rules human experiences and connections and and then at the same time Mitsuo leaves a note as Taki uh, Mitsuo leaves a note for Taki about a comet expected to pass overhead as he's on the date yeah, and then uh, one day, like um, like one day afterwards, when Taki wakes up uh, as his own in his own body because mm-hmm. he's his own person, um, he tries to call Mitsu, but it doesn't really work because the it's like your cell phone's not in service. It doesn't work. Um, and then af- for like a while afterwards, like three weeks, the body switching stops, um, and he's like, "Why is the body? S- where- I stopped swapping with her. I can't mm-hmm, see." Mm-hmm. So because he can't like communicate with her anymore, he goes to Itamori where she lives. To try to like find her, um, even though he doesn't know like where he's going, um, like he doesn't know the name of the town. He just has the drawing. He's accompanied by his friend and Miss Okudera. And then one day, uh, when he's on the trip to there, they stop at a ramen place to eat ramen. And then the chef there and his wife notice that uh, notice his drawing, and they're like, "Oh, that town is Itamori." And then yeah. that's when they realize that this town that he was going towards was destroyed by a comet three years ago and then everyone else and that's when like this big pivotal moment happens and when that happened I was like damn dude like what is going on I remember having to play back because I, I wasn't paying attention at that point I forgot I think my host mom was saying something to me and I had to go back and I was like what the fuck it was yeah. good like, oh my God. she died three years earlier and he's looking for her and now at this point like everyone's just confused like what's going on and then, like, he's like, this can't be happening, this can't be happening. And then they go to, like, a local library or something, and they find all these books about the incident and how, like, this huge comet uh, that was, like, a really big spectacle, like, a chunk of it broke off and ended up hitting the town that she lives in. 
uh, killing like most of the residents. And then he finds uh, the book of all the victims and finds Mitsuo's name in it, along with like all of Mitsuo's friends and grandma and sister. And then like Taki's like, what the hell is going on, dude? This sucks. And then he goes because he remembers leaving the Kuchikamasaki in the shrine. So as Mitsuha, mm-hmm. so he ends up going to the shrine, um, trying to like reconnect with her. Uh, he ends up drinking it because the Kuchikamasaki, because he knows so much about these traditions because he was in Mitsuha's body yeah. that he knows that, oh, he got to reconnect with her. Uh, let me try this. Then he drinks her sake um, and then he trips and falls and then he sees a cave painting in the shrine yeah. where it shows the comet that broke off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that that scene, like afterwards where it's like the uh, crayonish animation, remember that? Yeah. Where he's seeing everything of Mitsu, mm-hmm. that was like really beautiful. That that was really well done. I think like having the symbolism of the cord there yeah. and then also like the umbilical cord like being yeah. snapped and everything. Yeah, that was, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like some of the most beautiful animation. Um, and then he's seeing all these visions, like basically uh, of Mitsuo's life from baby to now teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, Taki discovers that Mitsuo, having fallen in love with him, met his past self while trying to meet him personally, which is when she gave him the cord three years earlier before everyone died. And then later he wakes up in her body on the morning of the town festival, which is the day that everyone is the comet when the comet hit and everyone died. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, this is like a cool point where Mitsuo's grandma, do you remember that? Um, she was like, you're not you, are you? Oh, that's yeah, right. And then Mitsuo, or Taki and Mitsuo's body's like, yeah, how'd you know? And then grandma's like, because I used to have the dreams. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to talk about earlier because you know how you said the parents things? Because mm-hmm. um, one of the theories is like that uh, since this, because Itamori was created it's a it's a create around a crater yeah and so like a comet hit or meteor hit a long time ago mm-hmm. so like one of the things that's led to believe that uh a comet hit and then they develop these traditions of like body swapping to warn uh future generations of incoming disasters so like these traditions of doing all the shrine stuff and leaving your sake and stuff uh it's like based in real uh religion like what's it called like japanese religion uh, called shinto is like something about connecting to the past Mm-hmm. And then they do this, but they did this for a while. And then, uh, do you remember Mayagoro's fire? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's the fire. That's like the this versions of the Library of Alexandria catching on fire, where like when that fire happened, all the records of why they're doing those traditions and rituals were burned. So they don't know why. They just know that they do it. They just do it. Okay. Yeah. So that's Whoa, why. Okay. And then that body swapping has been passed on throughout Mitsu's lineage. So that's why um, her mom probably did the same thing. And her grandma did because she was like, I had this dream. Okay, so that's why his dad was like calling them yeah, like, yeah. crazy or his, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm guessing that her mom went through the same thing. And and he's like, because he, her, Mitsuo's dad was going to be part of the priesthood, but then went to politics. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, after she died, she's like, oh, this is bad. He's like, oh, this is bad. I don't want to deal with that. And then, but it still gets passed down. And yeah, that was really interesting for me because that means. Because that's the whole concept of, like, I don't know, because they're, like, really close with the gods, and they were able to have this tradition ritual thing that allowed them to switch bodies to warn of incoming disasters. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, okay, so after, so Taki wakes up in the body of Mita, and Grandma's like, that's not you. Grandma tells him that the body swapping is part of the their family history as caretakers of the shrine, because um, they're, they're destined to be the, the shrine maidens, and 
uh, reconnect with the gods uh, in order to keep this going on. And then Taki as Misa convinces uh, her friends Teshi and Sayaka to evacuate the town so that they don't get killed by the meteor or the comet. Um, so they like they cut the power and that's when they start broadcasting like everyone get out. They don't cut their power; they blow up the they, power. They blow up the power. <laughs> they're, they're terrorists. <laughs> they're, yeah, basically, they're terrorists. In the English, uh, I don't know if in the Japanese, but the English version they say something about terrorists. Like, oh, we're basically terrorists. And no, they say that in Spanish and yeah, yeah. in the Japanese one. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, that makes sense. You could have gone to a lot of jail for that. <laughs> like that's, I mean, but but I guess. they believed it. So if they were like, either go to jail or die. Basically, yeah. Yeah, you have only two options there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so they try broadcasting the emergency alert. It works for a little bit, but then uh, the mayor and everyone catches on to the plan. And they're like, oh, this is fake. Don't do it. Um because Taki as Mitsu also tries to convince her dad mm-hmm. to do it, but it doesn't work. And he's like, you're not you or something. And then they cut after that. Uh, and then Taki as Mitsu realizes that Mitsu as Taki must be in his, must be there at the shrine and goes back to the shrine. And then later Mitsu wakes up in Taki's body at the shrine. Um, and this is where, that was like the really beautiful part where they were in the crater and they're running and then all the purples and oranges are happening let me tell you about this scene like when the when it's just like cut oh yeah, yeah like I thought I thought my audio went out I was like what the fuck happened wait where'd it cut what are you talking about like where she was writing his na- her oh, name oh wait wait, wait. Oh, let's, get to, let's get to it let's oh, get to it so okay, okay. They're, they're both at the crater now and they sense each other um, but they're obviously not in the same place because they're three years apart yeah and then however when like twilight comes which is like golden hour magic hour mm-hmm. katawari doki they return to their own bodies and then they see each other for like the first time in person that mm-hmm. was like a magical moment yeah like everything cool. was like deep purple and blue oh, that was so beautiful dude and then okay this is where then they're like hey you gotta do this and they meet each other that was like a very re- rewarding for like the minute and then they go to write down their names taki writes down his name on her hand and then mitsu goes to write down her name on his hand and then and just disappears like there's like beautiful music like it's it's building up it's, too yeah it's building up and then it just cuts and then you just like hear like a sharpie drop the sharpie drops and then he's like oh my god you didn't get the chance like i had to like go back like a couple of times because i re- honestly thought my my yeah, audio yeah. was like cut like cutting out and i was like what the heck's happening yeah it was just a movie yeah was so, that was so good because that yeah that song is like building and then it's not like a fade out Mm-mm. thing it's just like a, a rough yeah it's like you took the needle off the record it's like whoop like that and then Not the pen falls and he's just like what like what <laughs> it was so good that, uh, that's really well done yeah and then um, they wake up in yeah after that they're in their own bodies again uh, and Mitsuha as herself runs back to her town to conv- convince her dad um, to evacuate the town and as this happening like she's losing the memories mm-hmm. and like well that was like heart wrenching cause she's like I don't remember and and yeah, she's starting to forget, and as she's running to go to her dad, um, she trips and falls, and she realizes that when she opens her hand, like, Taki didn't write his name on her hand. Uh, he wrote, I love you. I was like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh, that was really good. That was really good, too. <laughs> A lot of people were like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Why don't you just write your name? Um, but also, like, I also read that, because you know how, like, all their text messages, all the stuff on their phones start to disappear? Yeah. Remember that? I was like, because uh, the god controls that or something they that that video I watched said that mm-hmm. it'd probably that he didn't write her name 
he didn't write his name because it would have disappeared like all the messages. So he wrote down a feeling instead because that wouldn't really disappear. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. That's cute. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, so he convinces, or yeah, Mitsuha gets to her father. We don't know if he convinces her. Um, it just cuts after that to the comet crashing to Earth, destroying the town. And uh, it has all the sound and then it goes silent. Remember that? When it shows the big pan shot? Yeah. That was really good. And then, yeah, Taki wakes up um, at the shrine, remembering nothing about happened. After that, it's a, it cuts to five years later. Taki graduated from university, is looking for a job. They both keep on saying that they have this feeling like, what? And there's something in their back of their mind. They're like, I'm forgetting something. Yeah. And then, yeah, then he learns. Yeah, it's clear that all the Itamori, it's like the five, five year? Yeah, five, no, no, eight year anniversary of the comet hitting. Something like that. And then they're like, oh, everyone survived. There's no casualties because they were actually able to uh, evacuate everyone. Yeah, that was re- really satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if they didn't, because they didn't, because it didn't show like uh, the mayor, her dad being mm-hmm. like, okay, we will. Yeah. It just cut after that. So like he could have easily made it so that everyone still died. And that would have, oh my God. That would have been the worst. Search the web for answers. That would have been the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they're, yeah, Taki's going about his life. He catches up with Miss Okudera. Uh, she's married. Did you notice that? I know. She, she flashed the ring. Like, ring. She's like, bye. You wicked. <laughs> you could have had this. Yeah. Oh, that's rough, dude. And then, yeah, they're talking about the time where they went to Itamori, but they didn't really know why. And then, like, oh, that's really. Taki's like, I don't really remember what happened. And it's like, oh, it's all about. I can't remember. I can't, like, imagine not being able to remember, like, a big event in my life. Yeah. Like, just not having the memory there. Like, you know, there's something there, but, like, you don't like, know. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's going on? It's like taking a test. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as he's, uh, he meets, or he's at a restaurant, and then he doesn't notice, but we notice, uh, meets with his friends, Teshi and Saika, they're getting married. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah they're okay. That, they're in the cafe or something. I noticed that the first time, yeah. And they're talking about wedding plans. I was that's like, oh, that's cute. They got together. Uh, and then, yeah. Oh, and this is, like, uh, after that, it's snowing, and it looks really beautiful. Yeah, and they're walking, but they walk past each other. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that they're each other because they're like wearing an umbrella and like this big coat. So they don't yeah. really. And when we see that, we're like, "Oh shit, they're not gonna get back together." <laughs> you faked us out, dude. You faked us out. Uh, but then later, uh, this is when it cuts back. Not not cuts back, but like uh, it's the same thing as the beginning, basically. And they're mm-hmm. on. They're waking up. They're going about their daily business, and they're like, "Oh god, I have this feeling I can't remember." And then. Uh, while they're on the train going somewhere, they see each other from imposing trains. And then they're like, oh, shit, dude, I noticed you from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they start running after the train's gone off. They start running after each other and eventually find each other. And then this was another fake out because they find each other on the stairs. And then and they, they walk, walk past, past each other. It's like, oh, that's really awkward. Like, I don't really know you, but I feel like I know you. And then he's all like, wait. What's your name? Or like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. She's like, yeah. And they say in unison. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? Bro? What's your name, man? That's a long plot. I feel like it's a good size movie too. Yeah. Because um, it's not, it's like less than two hours. It's like an hour 45-ish. Yeah. So it's like really uh, consumable. Whereas other movies are really long. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to talk about? Do we talk about everything? I feel like we talked about everything. I feel like we need a closing, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't think this one through. I thought I had an idea. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. No, I thought I had one. 
Anyway, we chose this to talk about your name because it's just a film we both really enjoy and it's just something that we really recommend. I've recommended it to yeah. people. I've rec- I The second time I watched it, I was getting my cousin. Uh, she wanted to watch a rom-com, like a romantic movie and I was like, oh, all dude. right, hear me out on this. She really liked it. I got my sister to watch it as well. So yeah, I think it's just a movie that has something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like when I first, I watched this weird version of it where, because the real English version wasn't out, so I watched someone like recorded the audio in a theater, the English version, the English audio, and then put that theater audio from like a phone like and put it on top of the Japanese sub version, but without the j- Japanese. Mm-hmm. So that was like a really weird, oh, wow. like bad quality, but I still watched it and I was like, oh my God, I still had all the like big moments. And then eventually I watched it normally uh, and then it got even better. So like, yeah, like when you watch it like multiple times and you like realize certain stuff, like why things happen, like, yeah, especially all the like the side stuff. Because when they first talk about the fire and how it burned all the records, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And then you eventually learn that's like, oh, because they don't have all those records is why they don't really know why they're doing the tradition stuff. I definitely just learned that from you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was a really interesting one. I was like, dang, dude. And then, yeah, I can't imagine like not remembering that would suck. Like, I wonder how. I wanted like a, a like a continued version of this, where him and Mitsu are just like ch- chilling out, like just doing like no, normal stuff. I don't want that. That's why like, movies don't always leave. This I know. I like the open ending. ending. Yeah, it's open ending. But what if they end up just like dating for like a few months and they're like, oh, it doesn't work out. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, they just went through everything. <laughs> that's life, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us for. The first ever episode two of Larry's... It's episode two, right? Episode two, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because we had zero, one, and two. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for watching. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at KeyshawnVokta underscore. Uh, I hate the underscore. I wish... I tried, like, looking for a new handle. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried everything. I was like, just my first and last name. Just my... I'm not going to put Hammy on there. I'm just going to... Keyshawn Hammy. I tried KBokta. It doesn't work. So I have to stick with the underscore. And you catch at the big herb at... The bigger <laughs> on almost all media things. Uh, keep me consistent. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, dude. We're out. We're out. I like these subtitles. Do not crap. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah, do not <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.